the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. We represent Jesus Christ in this world, and it's a privilege for us to represent Jesus Christ in this world, but we need to rightly represent Jesus Christ in this world. Not that we do it perfectly, because we all fall short, but we want to be good witnesses for Jesus Christ before non-believers. And we want to be good witnesses for Jesus Christ in the way that we speak, in the way that we behave, in our morality, in our character, in our integrity, all of that. It should reflect Jesus Christ. It's easy to fall into the deceptions of the world, especially when culture tells you to do what you want, regardless of the cost it might have. But God desires for you to hear His voice. Join Pastor Dan today as he reminds you to know and believe God still loves you, even if you find yourself running with the ways of the world. Ask Him to forgive and renew your mind, then seek His Word above all else. Recognize your sins, lay them before the Lord, and walk away from them. He is faithful to forgive. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 44, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. who have gone into the land of Egypt to dwell there, shall escape or survive, lest they return to the land of Judah, to which they desire to return and dwell. For none shall return except those who escape. So he's just talking about those that went down to Egypt. Remember, there's a whole bunch of people from Judah that are in Babylon at this time. But this group that's in Egypt, he said, none of you guys, I'm done with all of you. I'm finished giving you opportunities to repent. I mean, this is it. You you just went through the judgment in Judah, and you're doing the same thing now in Egypt. I'm done. It's pretty sobering. I think that God has come to that point with them. Verse 15 says, Then all the men who knew that their wives had burned incense to other gods, with all the women who stood by a great multitude, and so... Uh, somehow he has all of the people of Judah, that remnant that's down in Egypt, he has them all gathered together in Pathros, this great multitude, and all the people who dwelt in the land of Egypt in Pathros answered Jeremiah saying, okay, we'll change. Give us one more chance. Your Bible doesn't say that, does it? Look at what verse 16 says. Look, don't miss this. Look what they say. Verse 16, as for the word that you have spoken for us in the name of the Lord, we will not listen to you. We're not going to listen to you. We don't care what you say. We're not listening. Wow, that's pretty sobering. 
pretty heavy. The people at this point say to God, we're not going to listen to you. We don't care what you have to say. We're not going to listen. Now, I want you to note that this is of the last days of the nation of Judah, just before their final destruction, when God has he's finished with them. And here the nation in the last of their last days before this final destruction comes upon them. What, what are the people like? Well the people, well, the people went from being rebellious against God to being obstinate against God. They're no longer just rebelling. They're obstinate. We don't care what you say. We don't care what God says. We're not going to listen to God. This is a sign of a nation that is nearing the time of judgment when the people become obstinate against God's word. When they say, we don't care what God's word says. We don't care what your Bible says. We're not going to listen to God. That is a nation that is right at the edge of God's judgment. And as for the word that you have spoken to us in the name of the Lord, we will not listen to you, verse 17, but we will certainly do whatever has gone out of our own mouth. The people would not listen to God, but instead they did whatever they wanted to do. This is a nation that is about to face the final judgment, where they are not listening to God, they're obstinate against God's word, and they just do whatever they want to do. They do what is right in their own eyes. And you look at what's going on in our own nation. You look at what's going on in our culture. You look at what's going on in our nation with gender identity and gender confusion and the kinds of things that we're debating now in our culture. And you say, what in the world? How, why are we even having this conversation? Why is this even an issue? Why is this even a debate in our culture? Well, the reason is our culture has become obstinate against the word of God. And our culture is saying, we're going to do what we want to do. And that's how you end up with all of this craziness that is going on in our nation. Look at verse 17. But we will certainly do whatever has gone out of our own mouth to burn incense to the queen of heaven. Now the queen of heaven is probably the Babylonian god Ishtar, which was a fertility god. We'll pour out drink offerings to her as we have done. We and our fathers, our kings and our princes in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. Now watch what they say here. For then we had plenty of food and we were well off and we saw no trouble. But since we stopped burning incense to the queen of heaven and pouring out drink offerings to her, we have lacked everything and have been consumed by the sword and by famine. The people said, when we worship the queen of heaven, Ishtar, things went really well for us. When we stopped worshiping Ishtar, the queen of heaven, things started going bad for us. That's a lie. That's false. That's not what has happened at all. Judah and Jerusalem were destroyed because of their idolatry. They were in Egypt and not in their own land because of their idolatry. They've lost everything because of their idolatry. But they've convinced themselves they were better off. 
because of their idolatry. It's amazing how our sin can deceive us. And how our sin can get us believing a lie. How we can just rewrite our own history. And deceive ourselves into thinking that we were better off when we were sinning. Or we were happier when we were back in the world. We were happier in our old life. No, you weren't. Or you'd still be in your old life. You wouldn't have left it. But we have this way of deceiving ourselves. Or I would be happier if I disobey God and I go off and I do that thing. I I just know I'll be happier. (laughs) I I remember years ago, we still lived in Florida. I remember a guy saying to me that God has released me from my marriage. And I asked him, well, has, has there been a, you know, adultery or abandonment? No, but just God has released me from my marriage. No, he hasn't. Your deceptive mind has told you that. Our mind can be so twisted. The way that we think and perceive things, the way that we perceive the past. We think it was so wonderful and so great. It's like the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. After they came out of Egypt, they deceived themselves into thinking and believing that they were better off as slaves back in Egypt. Remember in the book of Exodus, they say in Egypt, we had pots filled with meat and all the bread we wanted. We had all the fish we could eat and melons and cucumbers and leeks and onions and garlic. No, they didn't. They were slaves in Egypt. They had a cruel taskmaster in Egypt. They hated Egypt. That's why they were praying that God would send a deliverer to deliver them out of Egypt. But we're all capable of self-deception. We're all capable of revising our own history. We're all capable of revising our memory of the past and twisting it and believing a lie about it. That's why it's so important to be in the word of God every day. To renew your mind and to keep renewing it. So that you think biblically about yourself and about your sin and about your past. Otherwise you can just get off into just all kinds of twisted things. Now watch verse 19. Verse 19 is important. Uh, Again, this is the nation is at the end here. This is the final judgment of this nation. And we see one of the things that characterize the nation at this point is they're, they're no longer just rebellious against God. They're obstinate against God. That's one thing. But now we see in verse 19. And the women also said. And when we burned incense to the queen of heaven and poured out drink offerings to her. Did we make cakes for her or to worship her and pour out drink offerings to her without our husband's permission? So now the Holy Spirit makes a point to tell us that the women were also obstinate against God at this point in Judah's history. The Holy Spirit, you know, singles that out for us. The Holy Spirit wants us to know that. And why does the Holy Spirit tell us this? Why is this important that we know, you know, kind of where the women were spiritually at this time? Well, it's important because as you read through the Bible, especially as you read through Israel's history and Judah's history, you read through the Old Testament, the women 
often, as you read through, you see they provide some spiritual stability to the nation. Uh, Quite often when the men are kind of going off the rails in the nation, like in the book of Judges, for example, the women are still providing a level of stability spiritually in the nation, especially, as I said, when the nation is going astray spiritually. The women were kind of the spiritual stabilizers, the one who stayed faithful to God. I mean, there's so many that you could go through. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. The midwives in Egypt that refused to obey Pharaoh because they feared God more than they, they feared Pharaoh, and they wouldn't kill the Hebrew boys that were born. You can go through Deborah in the book of Judges, Samson's mother in the book of Judges, Ruth, Hannah, Abigail, Esther, the Shunammite woman who provided lodging for Elisha, the prophet. In the New Testament, you've got Mary, the mother of Jesus, and just her willingness to submit to what God was going to do in her life. In contrast to Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, who argued with the angel, right? And the angel made him mute uh, to prove that it was really going to happen. You have this contrast between the way that Zacharias responded to the news from the angel and the way that Mary responded to the news from the angel. You've got Mary, the mother of Jesus. You've got Lydia. You've got Priscilla. And on and on and on you can go. This list of women in the Bible who just were faithful to God, and especially at times when the nation wasn't faithful to God, but you've got these women that were there that were faithful to God that brought stability in a sense and and a godly influence into the culture of the nation. The same is generally true in churches. Usually in churches, the women have a greater tenderness towards God. The women's ministry is usually, you know, one of the larger ministries in just about any church you go to. You usually have more women participating in women's Bible study than you have men participating in men's Bible study and that kind of thing. But here, what we see in verse 19, at this point in the nation of Judah, as the nation is coming to an end, when it's on the brink of destruction here, one of the things that characterize the nation of Judah in its final days is even the women turned against God. Even the women, the ones who are usually faithful, even they've turned. That's a sign that a nation, that a culture is in big trouble spiritually when the women have turned against God. That's a sign that that nation is coming to an end when even the women are against God. So verse 20, then Jeremiah spoke to all the people, the men, the women, to all the people who had given him that answer, saying, the incense that you burned in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, you and your fathers, your kings and your princes and the people of the land, 
did not the Lord remember them and did not and did it not come into his mind so the Lord could no longer bear it because of the evil of your doings and because of the abominations which you committed. Therefore, your land is a desolation, an astonishment, a curse, and without an inhabitant as it is this day, because you have burned incense and because you have sinned against the Lord and have not obeyed the voice of the Lord or walked in his law, in his statutes, or in his testimonies. Therefore, this calamity has happened to you at this day. Jeremiah He doesn't allow them to rewrite their own history. He doesn't allow them to change the story. He says, no, this is why you are in the situation you are in. Because of your idolatry. Your life wasn't better when you were worshiping the queen of heaven. Your life became worse because you worshiped the queen of heaven. Don't revise your history. That's not what happened. Moreover, Jeremiah said to all the people and to all the women, Hear the word of the Lord, all Judah who are in the land of Egypt. Verse 25. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saying, You and your wives have spoken with your mouths and fulfilled with your hands, saying, We will surely keep our vows that we have made to burn incense to the queen of heaven and pour out drink offerings to her. You will surely keep your vows and perform your vows. Verse 26, Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, all Judah who dwell in the land of Egypt. Behold, I have sworn by my great name, says the Lord. When you swear, when you make an oath, you swear by someone who is greater than you. Well, there's no one greater than God, so God swears by his own great name because there's no one higher that he can swear by. And what God basically says now in verse 26 is he says, I swear by my great name. I promise you what I'm about to tell you will come to pass. Verse 26, he goes on. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, all Judah who dwell in the land of Egypt. Behold, I have sworn by my great name, says the Lord, that my name shall no more be named in the mouth of any man of Judah in all the land of Egypt, saying, the Lord God lives. God says, this is it. I don't want you speaking my name again. He's done with the hypocrisy. He's done with it. He says, I will no longer allow you to continue to name my name and at the same time worship these idols. You're no longer allowed to use my name anymore. I don't want to be associated with you because of your hypocrisy. I don't want to be associated with you because of the things that you're doing. I don't want you to name my name and I don't want people to look at you and associate my name with you and the things that you do, and think that I'm okay with the way that you're living and the things that you're doing. So I'm not going to allow you to use my name anymore. I don't want to be associated with you. I don't want people to associate me with you, and you with me. This is pretty heavy. God's saying, don't use my name anymore. Don't say you're a Christian anymore. Don't say you're a follower of me. Don't say you're a follower of Jesus. Put it, you know, in our terms, New Testament terms. 
Now, the Bible says, if anyone that names the name of Christ, let him depart from his iniquity. If you're going to say my name, then depart from your iniquity. If you're going to continue in your iniquity, please don't say my name. Don't say you belong to me. Don't say you're one of my followers. It's just a reminder to us that we represent Jesus Christ in this world. And it's a privilege for us to represent Jesus Christ in this world. But we need to rightly represent Jesus Christ in this world. Not that we do it perfectly, because we all fall short. But we want to be good witnesses for Jesus Christ before non-believers. And we want to be good witnesses for Jesus Christ in the way that we speak, in the way that we behave, in our morality, in our character, in our integrity. All of that, it should reflect Jesus Christ. And at this point, God was through with the hypocrisy of Judah. And he says, I don't want you using my name Anymore, because I don't want anyone to associate you with me. Very heavy. And then he says in verse 27, Behold, I will watch over them for adversity and not for good. And all the men of Judah who are in the land of Egypt shall be consumed by the sword and by famine until there is an end to them. Again, remember, there's a remnant in Babylon. And it's going to be a remnant from Babylon that returns back to the land at the end of the captivity. But this group that has gone down to Egypt, there's going to be an end to them. Verse 28, Yet a smaller number who escaped the sword shall return from the land of Egypt to the land of Judah and all the remnant of Judah who have gone into the land of Egypt to dwell there, shall know whose words will stand mine or theirs. I I love what God says here. He says, you know, those that escape, there's going to be a small number that escape from Egypt. They're going to survive the siege of Babylon against Egypt. So it's going to be kind of like a remnant of the remnant. And they'll know who the true God is. They'll know. They'll know who's right. They'll see. They'll know whose words will stand, mine or or theirs. And this shall be a sign to you, verse 29, says the Lord, that I will punish you in this place, that you may know that my words will surely stand against you for adversity. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will give Pharaoh Hophra, king of Egypt, into the hand of his enemies and into the hand of those who seek his life as I gave Zedekiah, king of Judah, into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, his enemy who sought his life. And this is it. This is, in the book of Jeremiah at least, this is God's final word to the remnant of Judah. He's done. And this remnant that is down in Egypt, they're going to perish there. But God's finished speaking to them. Uh, When we get into chapter 45 and the rest of the book of Jeremiah, in coming weeks, it's all addressed to other nations, other Gentile nations around Israel and around Judah. He's done talking to people of Judah. He asked me how I know, and I say, Sure than the finest
We're so glad you joined us today on Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Jeremiah. If you'd like to hear more messages from Pastor Dan, please visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy. And between work, school, family, and all of our other obligations, it's hard to find time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth on iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life, so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. When you call, please feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart. We'd be happy to pray with and for you. We also appreciate your prayers for this radio ministry. Please tune in next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Jeremiah, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. It's true.